Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And my very special guest today is Josh Lowy of Hugo. Welcome, Josh. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having us. So Josh uh, has built a really cool software tool uh, that we're in the process of betaing at Cruise Consulting. And Josh and Darren are also clients of Cruise Consulting. So it's an honor to have them in here. Uh, Josh, maybe you can kind of just retrace your steps a little bit in your career and how you ended up with this awesome idea at Hugo. Yeah, sure. So um, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not from here. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been in San Francisco for, I've been coming here since about 2012. Uh, I've been living here full time since 2014, uh, originally from Sydney, Australia. Uh, moved here for a job, uh, working at a shopping center company, oddly enough, called Westfield. I didn't know that. Yeah, so Westfield's a vertically integrated shopping center business um, that do design, construction, marketing, leasing, and center management. They have about uh, 35 properties in the US, Um, but I was working in their digital team, which is called Westfield Retail Solutions, on the product side, and we were focused on helping the center both from the consumer experience standpoint internally, but also um, helping the uh, retailers who are our customers at the end of the day um, respond to a lot of the shifting changes in retail and a lot of that has to do with uh, the merging of both their digital physical inventory experiences and that end-to-end holistic approach yeah. to the customer journey. We have a couple of clients actually who are uh, Westfield are, is is a client of theirs that pays they're like all mobile you know analytics or things like that companies that their Westfield is like a big client so I, that's interesting you did that I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a very interesting industry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, and then you had like what this epiphany, or how did you how did you get to Hugo? It's a mix of a few things. First of all, my co-founder and I are both from Sydney, so we were friends uh, before. We hadn't worked together before. Um, we had a you know bond over many things. One of which was definitely technology and entrepreneurship and doing something ourselves. So there's definitely that always that internal drive to do something ourselves one day. Uh, second to that, coming to America gives us a unique perspective (laughs) on things, one of which is um, how information is transferred, how relationships are developed, and how businesses are built, particularly in an environment as immersive as San Francisco. And so we always had an interesting view on those dynamics um, around relationship development and how different relationships can lead to different business outcomes. And so that was something that we were interested in intellectually. And then on the ground, uh, particularly in my role and and my co-founder Darren had the same thing in his role uh, as a lawyer, there's this problem in particularly product development, business development, partnerships, which I was exposed to at Westfield Retail Solutions, where there's a small group or a small subset of the total working group are actually interfacing with the outside world, whether they are customers existing or prospective, Um, companies that the business needs to partner with, brands, media, those sorts of things, where there's a small group being exposed to information that is absolutely necessary for the rest of the business to be responding to, whether it's the product team for ideation and specification, whether it's the engineering team, the marketing team, communications, PR, customer service, all of those departments are typically stuck within the four walls of the business's office yet they're the ones that are supposed to be responding to the customer needs and the market needs. And so it's a very difficult thing, particularly we we experienced it ourselves in product development, bringing that information to the team in a fluid way where everyone's on the same page 
and you're able to tap into the collective intelligence of the team outside of them just being strict executors, which typically doesn't work. And they often, if you give them the right information, they'll have better ideas than you. Yeah. And so this problem on the ground, more from a tactical perspective of bringing that information from the outside world into the business so that we can respond appropriately and swiftly was something that we were very interested yeah. in uh, solving. That's such an awesome insight because you're right. Like even Cruise Consulting, we have you know 25 team members now, but the the junior accounts don't always get the direct feedback from like the CEOs or management teams, right? There, it's sometimes it's like funneled through me, and or Vanessa or one of the other controllers, but they, it doesn't always like get back in a digestible way, or we like forget to tell people, and that's our error. But like figuring out, figuring out a, a better software tool that can actually kind of make that happen a lot faster makes the whole organization a lot smarter. That's, that's, that's a really good idea. Totally, exactly. And it was this perfect environment or this nexus between a few things as I went through where we were young and hungry to do something ourselves. There was a problem that you, we were facing on the ground and we were viewing things we felt in a fairly unique way being outsiders ourselves. Yeah. And so... We thought let's let's have a let's have a go let's do something that's awesome let's try solve this then maybe you can explain what Hugo's software does yeah sure so Hugo first of all is a team solution and our tagline is bring knowledge from the outside in which makes sense now that you've got the context mm -hmm. and so our product makes it really easy for teams to document organize and share meeting insights so that everyone is on the same page and can reduce the response time between insights and execution. Mm -hmm. The way we think we approach this differently is through providing transparency over meeting insights that are being generated by the team mm -hmm. and then creating a platform from which sharing and discourse can take place on top of that information in a way that's very fluid and reduces overhead for the company. So there shouldn't be additional work in bringing everyone up to speed, whether that's with a long lead time, like a um, two weekly or monthly all hands, which has a lot of prep time and is uh, delaying the team's ability to respond. So that's the first thing. Um, and the second thing is allowing for osmosis to take place when information is exposed to those who typically don't have access to it. Yeah, yeah. for us, it's like, I mean, we've talked about this. The use case for us is Vanessa and I might do a couple of sales calls and then we actually go to onboard the company, like to go through all the compliance and all the data gathering our junior people may not know what the company does or doesn't have the background for that kind of stuff. And so one of the reasons we think Hugo is so cool is because we can actually type all that stuff in there. And then instead of me having to do a 15 minute briefing before the call, which I, again, we often forget to do, they can just read that stuff and they have access to it. It makes, it's, it's a really smart idea. Yeah. So all of that is a fairly high level analytical or even philosophical way of viewing, viewing the space. Um, bring, let's bring that down to something that's super simple. The product, all it does is integrate with your calendar. And after each meeting, you and your teammates get prompted to save meeting notes. From there, Hugo takes care of the rest, where it has organized and indexed the notes against both the contacts and companies that you're meeting, as well as those actual interactions. So it's always there to be recalled later. And then Hugo takes care of a lot of the sharing without you having to do that yourself. Yeah. So for me, my favorite part is I get that email and it's like, how was your meeting with Darren going over, you know, San Francisco payroll taxes in the Q3? And I write, Darren was very pleasant and told me that he's got it under control. We don't have to worry about it. And that's awesome for us, right? That's like actual, like once again, I'm not going to have three people on that phone call with Darren. It's just going to be me and Darren doing a 10 minute phone call but I can share those notes across our team very quickly. And that email prompt is like the, 
the catalyst to get me to do that. Totally. I was about to say, if we can get saving meeting notes and sharing as easy as replying to an email, mm-hmm. then what happens next? And yes, that's exactly what exactly. we've done. That's really cool. Like it, it actually does, it works. Like it's very helpful to people. So what have you, have you heard like these, like, do people write into you and be like, oh my God, this is like saving, saving me or it's making my life so much easier. Like what's the feedback from customers? <laughs> yeah. So the way we got here, I think is important to answer. Uh, typically like most startups, we were wrong multiple times at the beginning uh, originally working on the relationship development side of things. And while we were struggling to get some traction there, we were also struggling to get the team on the same page around responding to customer insights. And so Darren and I thought, <laughs> let's just use Hugo, which is a reporting tool, to capture all the meeting notes that we're having. And then the team already has access to it. And all of a sudden, within about a week, our engineers had way better ideas than us. Oh my um, God. And we just kind of took off from an ideation and building standpoint. And then once we showed some of our existing customers and friends and people in the network, all of a sudden we just got this outpouring of war stories yeah. of deals that have been lost because people were stepping on each other's toes or one person didn't realize that someone else had already passed on meeting that company and all of a sudden everyone started sharing their problems once we showed them how we were using the product internally and that was kind of the light bulb moment for us that's awesome that's got to feel so good to like all of a sudden have people telling you what they want and you know giving tons of feedback i mean what what did that feel like was it just yeah it's it's very different when you're used to pushing 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 your product in a way that feels like it's uphill and then all of a sudden someone comes and starts pulling it in a different direction and that's your customer and that's a great feeling yeah oh man so talk about um like what are the like because i know we made a couple introductions for you for like some of our partners like who's the perfect kind of set of people maybe it maybe even have like a couple use cases to be using this at a company? You know, maybe it's, is it early stage startups, late stage startups, big corporations, VCs, like who is getting a lot of value out of Hugo? Sure, so I'll answer that as more of a point in time, who are we going after right now? We're laser focused on product and partnership teams in companies that are post seed. So those that have, you know, when you're post seed, you've you've got some capital to be spending on tools that make your team more efficient, which is really important. Yeah. The second is you're starting to grow your team and you're starting to experience all these problems. When it's just you and your mates in someone's garage, it's not that hard to stay on the same page. Yep. But as soon as you get to five plus, 10 plus employees, the problem becomes something that needs to be solved with software. And so that's a perfect entry point for us. And then on top of that, uh, we are only working with companies on Google apps or G Suite as it's now been rebranded. That just makes it really easy for us to use those digital signals in your calendar and your inbox to then trigger the rest of the workflows that help you keep the team on the same yeah. page. What like in some of these pre-seed or post-seed companies, like is it the sales team? Is it business development? Is it ops? Like who's using it? So it's typically business development, partnerships, and product teams. That can sometimes be a mix of the founders and one or two employees, or they can be dedicated teams if the company is a little bit bigger. We're more focused on the behavior more so than if the department exists or not within the company. And so it's really around the team members who are out there talking to customers and talking to prospective partners and making sure whoever they get on board stays and is successful with their company. Those are the teams that we're working with right now. And that typically self-organizes between the founders and a core group of internal BD partnerships and product product teammates. Yeah, that makes total sense. There's something you kind of touched on briefly, but it's worth kind of getting to. You kind of had an alpha product, and now you have like full fledged Hugo. Like, what was that? 
I mean, it must have been like scary. Maybe tell like the war story from that, from going from like a, a basic working product to like what Hugo has become today. I would I would say that we're we're in we're in beta right now, so yeah. we, we we're not fully yeah that's true. Live. I should manage expectations. It's still a beta product, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's that whole like you started with something and then the light bulb went on and you know how you got to like how you really committed to building something else. Like you built something that's different from what you originally came to market with. Hundred yeah. percent. And you never have perfect information, and so it's always trying to find that balance between. Uh, intuition and information yeah. usually when you end up having maybe 60 to 70 percent of the information you'd like to have and having that conviction to double down on something that you intuitively think is the right direction to move in yeah so what was there like a moment where like you and Darren were like looked at each other and were like we got to do this like this this is the moment we're going to make this decision or what what was that like it's less of a black and white thing it's definitely not D- Darren and I it's the whole team mm-hmm. and when we started getting a lot of enthusiasm with the whole team on the same product direction it was obvious to us what to do yeah. because our use case internally was resonating with everyone else that we were trying to serve yeah and so it was an obvious decision from there that makes so much sense uh one of the other things we were talking about before we turned on the microphones was just like how software development has changed and what uh, enterprises look for in software maybe versus the old days like maybe talk a little bit because I think you have some really cool insights on that yeah that's uh, that's really something that we're very interested in we've experienced it ourselves in our previous companies and we also see it a lot now in the customers that we're talking to and that's this new generation of SaaS products that have a strong internal customer advocacy dynamic to the way that they get into these companies and grow within those companies. And what do I mean by that? I mean that professionals are starting to adopt and use the tools that only they want to use, which are really consumer dynamics. Mm -hmm. So gone are the days where the head of IT can come and institute this top-down tool that everyone must use because (laughs) what will happen is no one will use it. I learned that at my first job. It was like we bought Siebel at Handbrake and Quest and literally no one used it. And it was, I was like, this must've cost a couple million dollars. Now we, we took Siebel public. So of course we were going to buy Siebel, but like I totally lived that like early in my career where like we got something that no one wanted to use. It's crazy. A hundred percent. And, and I felt that uh, during the days of Slack adoption, at my previous company, which was really interesting to be part of, that really manifests in two very important ways. The first is companies no longer buy a product and then test the value second. They need to evaluate the value first and pay later. Yep. And so that really impacts the business model. And then because of that, it impacts the way you build your customer experience and your product experience because the product itself has to be something that professionals really want to use. And that's a very new and interesting dynamic for someone who's at their place of work to only use products that they feel like using as much as Twitter or Instagram yeah. or Facebook. Yeah. And so it's great for us because we love building products that are beautiful and easy to use. And so now we can allocate the resources to that for an enterprise tool. It also means that we get to have some customers that are internal advocates and almost an augmented sales team for us, totally. which is a lot of fun. Yeah. That's that last point is actually maybe talk a little bit more about that. Cause that's, I've noticed that kind of happening in the last 10 years where like maybe one or two, it, like a cruise consulting examples, like one or two people might download something and check, make sure they can download it. And then they start using it to test it out for the rest of us. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, they've invited three or four other people inside of cruise consulting that I didn't even know about to use it. 
And then next thing you know, we're using it, you know, like the whole company's using it. And it's very powerful because that's probably like didn't cost you any money to acquire that customer or maybe maybe a little bit of advertising to get the first person to use it. And then the spreading throughout the rest of the corporate environment just happens kind of like a, the way a consumer app would happen. It just spreads virally. Totally. And it, it seems like a new thing. I think that the trend itself does have a it does have a longer time frame. So even if you look at a great great Aussie company, Atlassian, yes, uh, founded well, in two thousand. Perfect example. They, yeah. they start. They really were one of the pioneers of that yeah. approach. So that that was a long time ago. The explosion is what is new, and the density is what is new. Yeah. And so now it's not just the Dropboxes and Slacks that everyone knows about. They're almost they're, they're very well known brands. But the the only way we adopt tools for our engineering team is is when one of our engineers says, "Hey, I was at this meetup, or I was on this forum, or read this blog post." I think this tool will make us much better. We should use it. And so it's even happening for um, engineering tools, marketing tools, customer service tools, uh, not just communication and project management. Yeah. And what I like about that trend also is that it empowers our individual team members to like make a case for something. So like instead of me having to talk to a salesperson, I can actually talk to one of our own team members who really understands what we need. And it's very empowering for them, too, to be able to make the case to the COO that we should use this tool, you know? Like, the, the I still remember, this is how Cruise Consulting got on Gusto. Like, be, way before I was even involved in the company, Vanessa came home one day, and she's like, I just met this company called Gusto, and they are making payroll super easy, and it's actually, like, a joy to use. And I was like, payroll? Come on. That's so boring. Like, who would ever make payroll fun to use, Right. Next thing you know, Cruise Consulting had every client on Gusto because it did make it easier for us. It cut our client's bill. And that's actually one of these, like, the growth drivers of Cruise Consulting, making everything so much easier. So, like, we've experienced that. We've actually capitalized on it as a service company this whole entire <laughs> yeah. trend. No, totally. You know? we're, we're, we use Gusto as well. And yeah. never underestimate the importance of having an emoji in your paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We, love, we talk about them all the time. That's cool. So, so have you like just one more question on this top because I I think this is such a cool topic. Like, does this does this change how you guys staff your company? Because like, does it mean that you as a you're you're a very typical you know Silicon Valley even despite the Aussie roots, you guys operate here in San Francisco. Like, do you find yourself spending more money on engineers and less money on salespeople, or do you find yourself taking different tactics than a normal kind of old school sales organization like Siebel might have done? Yeah, that's a great question. And definitely the other side of this new trend in SaaS adoption is the self-serve model and what are the implications of that on the way you structure your team. Sales is the side of the business that is experiencing a lot of change as a result of this. Yeah, uh, the, best, the best articulation I've heard of it is this, not necessarily the replacement or usurping of the sales function, but the hollowing out where you still need a sales function but it's 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 less it's a smaller team that is optimized to achieve disproportionate outcomes the best example again coming back to a company like atlassian they don't have a sales team that does uh outside lead gen it's all internal lead gen where they are targeting customers who are already using the product and they need to adopt other products within their suite or increase their spend and they're qualified, they're pre-qualified leads. Yeah. And so you're able to have a much smaller team provide much higher returns for the business for sure. because they're only targeting their resources towards existing customers. Yeah. I think I've told Darren this, but my buddy's like, I forget his exact title, but it's like head of sales or something like that. 
and uh, at Atlassian. And I read an interview where the CEO of Atlassian was talking about how they don't have a sales team or something like that. And I, was, I texted my friend. I'm like, aren't you head of sales team? You know, like what's going on here? And he's like, he's like, this is the model that works for us. Don't mess it up. You know, leave, leave me alone. You know, like we know what we're doing. Yeah. But that's like part of the, the messaging of Atlassian. But it's, it's actually very true. Like we just bought Zoom like two weeks ago. So now whenever I talk to Darren, it's always going to be through Zoom and we can see each other. But like I, did, I had a, a, a seamless kind of experience. Like actually, I was chatting on Twitter with one of at, uh, my friend at Sequoia who backed Zoom. One of the Zoom reps somehow surfaced that, literally emailed or texted me inside of Twitter and said, "Let's set up a call." Next thing you know, I did a call. I took talked to the guy for fifteen minutes, and I was buying Zoom. You know, and we spent five thousand dollars. You know, like that's a good bang for your buck right there. So this this trend is happening everywhere across SaaS. Yeah, and we're definitely not pros at that at all. It's something that we see ourselves as students of and it will evolve for us over time. Uh, but the biggest impact for us, again, is you, if, you're, if you're the person that's used to taking these sales demos calls, you can see from the other side of the, from the, other side of the fence that if you need an hour to explain your product, that's pretty easy to yeah. do. But when you have a self-serve model where someone has to discover and educate and evaluate the product without talking to a single human being, it's very different when you have to sell it in 140 characters. And that's that's the most unique point for us. Yeah, I think the Hugo sell is uh, keep your team updated on what's going on in the outside world. Like that's your 140. I don't even know how many characters that is, but that's that's sounds like it would fit. I'll go publish the change right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're also a marketing consulting agency here at Cruise Consulting. (laughs) Okay, so a couple things like talk about. So now we kind of know Hugo's doing where you guys have come from. Like where are you guys going in the future? Like what's next on the roadmap? Yeah, so there's two really interesting areas for us that we're going to be moving into quite soon. Um, and soon for us means in the next in the next few weeks, we don't think in terms of You guys move pretty fast. Months, I've, months I've experienced it, yeah. So the first is, again, you got to focus on what are your customers doing from a workaround standpoint. And we're seeing a lot of notes being copied and pasted and emailed to teams and posted in Slack channels and those sorts of things. And so building out some functionality to enable and empower teams to create discourse on top of those meeting notes is something that's really important yeah so you've got that use case where one of the bd guys is running out of a meeting he's quickly fired off an email with his notes that needs to be that stream of consciousness needs to be sent to the team straight away where everyone can start asking questions saying oh that's a really good idea i'm going to go investigate that and you need to have a way for teams to be able to chat on top of those meeting insights and so one of the things that will be coming quite soon is enabling that in Slack as a, as a V1. Nice. And we're really excited. We've been doing that ourselves internally and it's working really well. So we're going to make that available to our customers soon. This but that general be- topic of discourse on top of meeting insights is the next step for us that we're really focused on. That makes so much sense. This will make you guys happy. We have a Slack channel called uh, Cruise Sales where like me, Vanessa, Jace, Kevin, and Avik talk about our sales meetings. And that's where it goes, right? Like... But it's only living in Slack. It's not really getting an email and, you know, no. And then again, always, I always come back to the, the, like the staff accountants don't know what we're talking about. Right. They don't know that kind of stuff, which, and they need to know that kind of stuff. So that's a great, I love the Slack integration. That's super smart. Yeah. And so, you know, that comes with its own problems. As you said, when the, that post just bumps up the list within a few hours and then it disappears into the ether, there's a lot of people that haven't read that and should. And so solving that problem is something that we're interested in, in getting around to. The other really interesting point of feedback, or I suppose it's 
it's not surprising that it happens, but it's surprising that our customers want it with our product is being able to track and assign the outcomes from these meetings to different individuals. So meeting takeaways, tasks, they're very well-known features of other products. We always assumed that wouldn't be something that customers wanted from ours, from our product, from Hugo, but that's definitely something that people are looking to have a nicely coupled integration, particularly when you combine that with the note and what insights were gleaned from it, what are the takeaways from that? And then when different team members who didn't attend that meeting but have identified other interesting takeaways, how they track and assign those tasks to one another yeah. is something that we're working on too. That's huge. That's like a page out of my life. Like that's we right now our workflow is we'll take that and put it into Basecamp, but it takes it takes me a while to transition into Basecamp, write that note, you know, write the task. So that's that's pretty interesting that you guys are doing that. Yeah, and so you zoom out of all of this and what's the general company or team experience that's happening here? The first is anyone in the team should be able to walk into a room with any one of their stakeholders and pull up the most recently yeah. saved notes on that interaction or that relationship. So that's that's a step one. That's already a game changer. You didn't even have to be in the last meeting to take over the next one. The second is then actually, as I said at the beginning, rapidly reducing that response time between those insights and the rest of the team, product engineering, marketing, comms, whoever it is, responding and executing on those insights and massively ramping up the speed and velocity at which these companies can start to respond to feedback once again, which yeah. is already something that's very important in the world today. That's awesome. That is a very good sales pitch. You're touching on all the, it's not challenges, but like the, we view it as opportunities, like things we can do to serve our clients better and like closing those loops and not letting things fall through the cracks. That's, that's like huge for us. Like we're blessed to have, and I, I bet you a lot of your clients that really love Hugo are Pro, like Vanessa is a very process oriented person. So she's good at ironing the ironing out those problems or those inefficiencies, but there's still messaging inefficiencies that we haven't been able to address that you guys are addressing. So that's super exciting from our perspective. Well, let's, let's, let's wrap it up here. Like this has been a good talk. You, you we've all got to listen to a charming Australian accent for half an hour here. Like tell everyone where they can find Hugo um, and how they can get in touch with you if they're interested in trying the product. Yeah, great. So we didn't come entirely unprepared for today. So oh. the, fir the first thing is you can find us at hugo.ai. Nice. So just go there. You can learn more about the product and you can sign up today. The second is if you're interested in signing up, particularly from if you're a Cruise customer or if you're a member of the Cruise community, we've got a code for you to input. It's just CRUISE in all caps. And that will give you six months off the wow, product. Wow, that's so you'll awesome. So you get Hugo for free for your first six months, and which we're really excited about. You guys support us a lot, so we want to support you too. Thank you. Well, let me spell Cruise for everybody because everyone always misspells it. K-R-U-Z-E. So put in, whether they go to Hugo.ai, and then there's like a code, and just put in Cruise. That's, yeah, the Hugo.ai, you can sign up, create an account, and then once you get to the billing page, you put in the coupon and your first six months are on the house. That's awesome. For, by the way, we've broken uh, uh, something here. Like we've never had an actual offer on on Founders of Friends podcast. This is amazing. This is why you guys are going to be successful. This is like because we always give our products smart, away for free. No, right? no, no. You get people in. That's like smart entrepreneurs right there. Um, awesome, Josh. Thank you so much. So just to recap, we are trying Hugo right now because we and we really like it. It's a way for us to spread. Like we do tons of calls with clients or prospective clients and getting that information distributed throughout cruise consulting is actually really hard and you guys are making it easy. So awesome. Keep doing great work. I enjoy, I have been privileged to do a couple of focus groups with you guys. So I really appreciate that. And then if you're going to sign up for Hugo, check it out at hugo.ai.
And then don't forget, I can't believe we have a promotion code here. This is so exciting. K-R-U-Z-E. Get six months of Hugo for free. Awesome. Thanks for coming by, Josh. Darren, you've been, you've been amazing sitting there laughing at all my jokes. Appreciate it. Um, that's it. Take care. And thanks for coming by, guys. Thanks, Scott. Thank you.